Welcome to the podcast. My name is Brian, and I'll be your host. I decided to call this podcast A Cup of Hope because with every cup of coffee, I hope that the world will change, even just a little bit for the better. When I started this coffee roasting company, Blackfin Coffee, here in Seattle, I wanted my work to make a positive impact on the world. My main focus for this brand is to advocate and raise awareness for the endangered southern resident orcas that swim through the Salish Sea here in the Pacific Northwest. So I embarked on this entrepreneurial quest and began to realize something. There are many like-minded people out there who are also making lasting positive impacts on the world. Now I've set out to find as many of them as I can and sip on a cup of hope together with them. I hope you're inspired by the many amazing people that come on the podcast. Please enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cup of Hope podcast. I am Brian, your host, and uh, this week I really wanted to take a moment just to go completely off script and address you all f- as on an individual level from my heart. As we know this past week, if you follow anything that has to do with Southern Resident Orcas, we have lost another one. Um, approximately 35 years old is K21 Cappuccino. That's his nickname. And, um, you know, we're a coffee company. So, uh, uh, an orca with the name Cappuccino, I mean, it just hits even more closely to home. And I just wanted to take a minute just to sort of back up, um, reflect, um, talk to the hearts of so many that are just aching and hurting out there with regards to the southern resident orcas and then really just address why we're even having this conversation how much you love them and why i felt like i needed to talk to you on an individual level um really just address what we're doing how we're working together what does it mean going forward as for me, I just want to take a minute um, just to just to start from the beginning. Um, I don't know if many people know this because I don't know if I've really shared this story with all of you. But uh, Blackfin Coffee, as you know, the name, when you take a look at the logo, it has dorsal fins from the orcas built into where the L would be and where the N would be for Blackfin. Um, we designed it this way really primarily because my wife has such a vivid, just visceral love and admiration and adoration, I should say, for killer whales in general. Our whole story started really because Nicole herself, my wife, um, visited SeaWorld in Ohio when she was a kid. She fell in love with the orcas and people at uh, well she she fell in love so much with them that she just felt inspired to really want to do what the trainers were doing if we're being honest and it started her down the journey because they told her she needed to go to school to become a re- marine biologist now that was the beginning of the story let's just say that was in 1998 I don't really know exactly the date, 
But fast forward more than 20 years later, <clears throat> we've learned so much more. Our perspectives have changed so much more. Her heart and her mindset towards the orcas, as she often feels the need to defend herself, because she is no longer, uh, you know, anything about captivity whatsoever. She doesn't want to be a coach anymore. As it so happened, she went to college for marine biology, find out just to find out that is not really for her. She doesn't love it. She doesn't want to do it, and uh, kind of just went a different way in life. Now, number one, that's okay. But what happened from there, number two, is that Nicole and I uh, were able to later on become, you know, partners and, and we got married and we started our journey here in Seattle way back in 2013. The reason why Seattle is even relevant for us is because when she found out that there were orcas swimming here in the Puget Sound, that sealed the deal for her. It was like you know, trying to figure out where to go to college, I don't know. Well, hey, we have a marine biology class and you would be able to see orcas here. For her, that's all she needed. And to be honest with you, that's how it all began. So in 2013, we moved here. I myself got involved pretty heavily with the coffee scene. And one thing led to another to where finally in 2018, we decided to start a coffee company. We named it Blackfin Coffee, and all we really did was combine my passion for entrepreneurship and her passion for the orcas together. That started something that I had no idea would, would carry me this far. Um, admittedly, she's the one that loved the orcas. I, for one, wanted to hustle and I had a particular desire to do things in an eco-conscious way from a business standpoint number one uh, actually that's my number two core value if you take a look at our core values my number one is kindness and why that's number one for me is I got sick and tired of seeing businesses chew up and spit out people as if they're nothing as if they're garbage right people have value People matter. People should be hired carefully. People should be taken care of and treated as a part of the family once they're on the team. People should be brought on the team because they have like and similar values. They have uh, like and similar energies in the way that they attack their work ethic. They have uh, like and similar uh, morals. If we're being honest, it should be a commonality, not necessarily that everybody has to say has to have the same, you know, uh, personality traits or anybody has to have the same work drive ethics or, you know, not to say that it can't uh, be for people of every single, you know, age, race, um, gender, whatever, religious background, right? It should be all inclusive. But when a company hires, they shouldn't be treating employees like garbage. And that's something that killed me. And the second core value I chose was conservation. And the reason why is because, I, number one, 
if we're not going to treat people right, number two, we're certainly not going to treat the environment that we live in right. And so we chose conservation as a second core value because we wanted to save the planet. And then our third core value is excellence. And the reason why I chose that is because I am absolutely obsessed with creating the best possible product. And I want people to know that. And to be honest with you, I, I, sh I uh, shortchange myself on that more than I ought to. I ought to really elevate how much we care about excellence in, in our business practices. But today I want to focus primarily on the conservation issue. Why do I say that? Because over the past year, um, nearly a year and a half now, we in particular here with Blackman Coffee have been spending an enormous amount of energy um, going deeper on a singular conservation issue, which is to save the southern resident killer whales. Now, that only came, if I'm being honest, because from a macro perspective, I thought I could save the whole planet by just doing stuff better than my competitors and that everybody would just be fired up about that. Well, once you get into it as an entrepreneur, you begin to realize things just don't work like that. You know, you really got to give something specific to people for them to grab a hold of. And so that's what I did. I said, all right, you know, the pandemic just slapped us in the face. Now, what? well, I got a coffee brand I'd really like to get working on and really see it become successful, really see it grow in this time. But what the heck else am I going to do with my time? Right. We reached out to Snow and Sai at PW Protectors. Now, you guys know because I spent a lot of time um, really highlighting this partnership between us and them. But if I'm being honest, the reason why I did that initially was so that we could just do something more meaningful as a brand, something that mattered both to us and something that mattered to all of you who are listening right now. Um, so, so we struck a, you know, partnership agreement with PNW protectors and we said, Hey, you know, just let us create a label for you guys. You don't really have to do anything. If, if you let me use the art that, that you've made and put it on some bags and sell it as coffee. And they told me, you know what, we're cool with that. As long as you use organic coffee, I said, deal. And we started a really cool profit. I'm sorry, partnership between us and a nonprofit organization. Why did we do that? Because we found an identity in the orcas. Now, fast forward down the road about a year, I decided to start this podcast. And like I started my business, I really had a very large idea and a large view of how I wanted to have this podcast. As a matter of fact, if you listen to the intro, you can kind of hear it and you'll start to listen to it if you still listen to the intro. By the way, if you don't, no judgment is totally cool. I skip intros on podcasts all the time, so I don't blame you. But if you listen to it next time or re-listen to it on this episode, however you decide, you're going to hear me being intentionally vague. And the reason is because when I started this podcast, I didn't even mean to start it with just a southern resident orca topic in mind i wanted to be more broad than that and it and the reason is because i care about things more broadly than that but 
Once I got to episode number two with Joe Gatos, and I asked him the question, something along the lines of, um, why did you choose the Sailor Sea? It's because, and his answer was very just correct. I don't really know. You can't argue with this answer because he's figured something out, and he taught me something here, which is, you know, we want to. I want to save the world, but you got to start somewhere. And for him, it's simply the Salish Sea. Now, the Salish Sea is a huge backyard. It's it's a great place for a guy who calls himself a fifth grader in a in a, in a grown man's body uh, to to just go have it, just have at it. You know, that's a huge playground. And, but he brought something to my attention, which was I was deceiving myself into thinking that I was going to make a podcast that could just be so big. It could be just so much broader and so much more about uh, positivity and so much more about reaching the rest of the world. Now, that being said, I ended up chasing the rabbit hole like every other person in the Orca community ends up doing at some point. Ask anybody. You listen to Fred, uh, who, who calls himself the Orca Man. Um, he chased a rabbit hole and now he's got stacks of books and he's essentially become an expert on orcas um especially on captivity uh captive orcas you talk to erica worth she started this podcast with breaching extinction and she didn't even mean to have more than about a dozen episodes now she's into her second no she's starting her third season it's very soon and and the point of the matter is, I, well, I'll even say, like, with Snow and Sai, started with them, they, they, they just moved to Friday Harbor, you know, they, they felt the draw of the place, the energy of the area. And then they started really looking into it with the Southern Resident Killer Whales. Now, if, if there's anybody out there listening right now who doesn't want to have an obsession then run far away from the Southern Resident Killer Whales right now. Because what I'm trying to say is, I didn't mean to, but it became an obsession for me. Why? Well, that's really what this podcast has become about, isn't it? You know, these killer whales speak a language we don't know, yet when we're near them, we can feel them we can empathize with them and it's it's very much in a way spiritual this isn't some kind of like ritualistic thing or some kind of um you know demon worshiping or some kind of it's not even a cult though you hang around some of these people long enough you start to think maybe there's something crazy going on there really isn't they're just a bunch of orca nerds. These people are drawn to their to the orcas for their own reasons, f- with their own um, with, with their own thing in mind. Their hearts lead them to these orcas, and then once they go deep on it, once they start to get more and more and more and more below the surface, you get lost, and that's kind of what's happened for a lot of people. Um, you start to get lost in the work you're doing. And if you're not careful, it can consume your mind. It can take you away like the currents in the ocean. Now, 
since I've said all of that, let's talk about K21 Cappuccino. Okay. I didn't intend to have an episode like this. And I also didn't intend on any more Southern Resident Killer Whales dying from starvation. But this is what happened. K21 is the last of his matra line, which if you know anything about orcas, simply just means um, there, there are matriarchs, which means the mothers lead their pods in the Southern Resident Killer Whale community. And K21 was the last one of his matriarch, matriarch line. His mother and then his siblings are all dead. Okay, so his legacy can no longer be carried on. To think about it like that, his genetics are 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 they're gone, they're done, they're ended, like there is no more to carry it on. Um, he was found not long ago, um, off the shores of I believe it was BC. Somebody's gonna correct me if I'm wrong. Also, a crazy thing that people do in the orca community. <laughs> so please forgive me. I'm not a scientist. I'm an entrepreneur, guys. I'm just doing the best I can. And he was found really abandoned by his pod. He's floating around. His dorsal fin is collapsed, which is extremely uncommon in the wild. It's seen usually only in captivity. There are a few instances in the wild where it is seen, and it's very widely misunderstood. But it's highly common in captivity. It's highly uncommon in the wild. All we can figure is it has something to do with his starvation, right? He was he was seen um, emaciated. He looked skinny. He was lethargic. He was sort of just floating along, struggling to breathe, struggling to move. Uh, he had a condition that they call peanut head, and it basically just means like if you just look at a person today, and they're so skinny that you can see the outlines of their skull and their eye sockets and things like that. That's what it's like. F- for whales they call it peanut head now there could be any number of reasons why this is the case for this one specific whale we don't know we're never gonna know because we can't recover his body and do an autopsy but there's one thing that we do know for certain and the reason why i wanted to do this episode with such a monologue as this please forgive me if you hate monologues is because it's something that i've become deeply in in enraged impassioned infuriated um engulfed in myself which is the fact that nobody seems to care though we know with decades of research nobody seems to care that the chinook salmon population is all but wiped out from the columbia river this is I mean, what? I, so many people have said so many things about this. I can't really beat the dead horse anymore. And please excuse the the really raw language there. But the fact of the matter is this: there's really only one solution for these whales, especially when we're talking about cases of emaciation, starvation, starving to death. Okay. Why don't we care that Chinook salmon don't exist anymore? 
Now, as, I, as I'm saying this, I fully recognize I'm speaking to an echo chamber. There's people in this echo chamber, and we're pretty much the only ones that care. As much as I'd like to think there were so many of us, and indeed there really are, this is actually an incredible movement of people. There needs to be so many more of us. This isn't simply a pick-your-issue scenario. Extensive research has been done. I've interviewed some people. They've been on the podcast. I've interviewed people from a scientific standpoint, and I've interviewed people from um, an indigenous rights standpoint, and every single angle in which you look at the Chinook salmon, there is nothing but human atrocity continuing to be allowed to take place because certain people will not let uh, legislation be drafted to to breach these dams. Now, here's the most infuriating part. And again, this is an echo chamber. Forgive me. <laughs> if you agree with me, I actually don't want to talk to you. Share this with somebody you don't know, right? But it's devastating to sit here and watch another whale uh, uh, we're gone from 75 down to 74 after we just got so many reports of hope this last year so many people were reporting the fact of the matter that these southern residents were looking healthier than they had in a decade how do you go from looking healthier than you have in a decade to dying from starvation this doesn't make sense to me but one thing we know is for certain the southern resident orcas are, are called as such because they they're not like the bigs the transient whales which eat mammals they the southern resident orcas eat only fish and the primary food source for them is chinook salmon where are they gonna find their food we call them the southern resident orcas on purpose it's because they travel the furthest south out of all of the uh, orcas along the west coast of the United States and BC. These are the only resident orca pods as far south as any others. And they're the ones that are starving. You go far enough north and there are thriving, healthy pods of orcas. They're not starving. Why? Well, I mean, there's issues in Canada for sure. The Salish Sea still has issues the further north you go. But you get past that and you go further north than that into Alaska, there's very healthy salmon runs out there. Here's the point. If these southern resident orcas, which are protected by federal law, they're under the Endangered Species Act. And since they've been placed under the Endangered Species Act, are continuing to die more and more and more and more over the, over the decades. If, if the very laws that were created by our federal government aren't being upheld by the same people who write the laws, I mean, what are we? What's left to do? What do we do? Take it to court? I'll tell you one thing: Lummi Nation has done an amazing job fighting for their rights. In court but guys just like the southern resident orcas should it be so hard just to live there needs to be a real awakening across the entire United States as far as I'm concerned but why am I so passionate about it because I'm here it's in my backyard I get to 
no longer see the southern resident orcas when when beforehand i could just pay attention to the um orca network sightings and just race on out in in, in really just an excitement a zeal uh, uh i can feel it in my body right now the chills you get that oh my gosh i might get to see these orcas and it shouldn't be as special as it is but it really is when you see jpod when you see kpod when you see lpod why is it so special because we know that they're fighting for their lives humanity is inspired when people fight in spite of all odds and then make it right it's a great american story think of um great cinema cinematic um movies like rocky has nothing to do with killer whales bear with me but the guy takes a beating he's the underdog he takes a beating over and over and over one of those famous lines that comes from rocky which is it's not about anything except for how many times you can get hit and get knocked down and get back up again for me that's what it is that the southern resident orcas do there's something that i understand being an entrepreneur about grit tenacity fervor right just continuing to go even when i don't feel like it just continuing to fight for what it takes for me to provide for my family on a day-to-day basis right and it's freaking hard every single one of us has somebody we love if we haven't firsthand experienced the past year and a half of hardship in this country you know and and we keep going guys the southern resident orcas mean that for me i started this business originally with a greater greater view a a larger perspective and as i really kept going the orcas drew me yeah we've been there to visit them yeah we've seen them in the wild and it's been cool and this and that but there's something so much more vibrational about that energy than i can than i can put a finger on it's almost spiritual i'm making this episode as a sort of tribute to k21 cappuccino man every time i say that name it hits me in my heart i never thought i'd be the guy that would say that i never thought i'd be the guy who started a business and trying trying to save orcas or started a podcast and trying to bring awareness and talk to people who care about orcas but the truth is if i have an audience at all if i have anybody out there who really cares about the world in which we live in it doesn't have to be orcas you can pick your thing it doesn't have to be orcas it can be anything else but i implore you this beautiful goldilocks planet that we live on is delicate we used to think the world was big and in a short couple hundred years we've been able to erase thousands if not millions if not billions of years worth of just growth and beauty and expansion and vibrancy we've erased it guys this is us 
This is what we've done. If we're capable of such an enormous feat, call it what it is, for good or bad, we've accomplished a lot in being able to destroy our planet. If we're capable of doing that, we're just as capable of reversing this. The question is, are we going to break out of our dogmatic views? Are we going to cast aside the things that we've clutched onto for so long because of pride, because of ego, because of money, because of this is the way I was raised, because of this is how it's always been, because of this is all I've ever known. Man, who are we to tell the rest of creation that they should change because of our own selfish ambitions and then not be willing to change ourselves when the time comes? This planet needs us. It's bigger than the orcas, but I focus on those. This planet needs not just individual change. This planet needs individuals to rise up and, and be leaders and shoot for the stars. Go for astronomical change. Go for change that is so much more a part of the universe than any of us wants to give credence to. So much more a part of all of us. The world you live in is affected by you whether you think so or not. And the, the reason is because you're in it. Guys, we got to stop thinking like we can just be here and do whatever we want. we got to stop thinking like we're just here to take whatever we need in abundance and over in excessive amounts. That's not going to work anymore. We've got to be good stewards of ourselves. We've got to be good stewards of our planet. We've got to be good stewards of our minds. We've got to be good stewards of our friendships. We've got to be good stewards of the relationships. Those people that we that claim to want to work with you and next thing you know, turn their back on you because of whatever reasoning. We're all human. We all need to try. And if there's any amount of effort at all that someone puts into trying to fight for those things I just listed, then that's the kind of people we need. We're not looking for perfection. Nobody's perfect. We don't need somebody who's the best at fill in the blank. We just need people who are committed to being the best of themselves and then committed to doing the best they can with themselves for others. Again, K-21's death is tragic. It's not a reflection of how the Southern Resident Orcas decide to conduct themselves. They're not murdering themselves. They're not taking from one another. But Brian, how do you know that? I don't. But the rest of the marine world doesn't seem to have the same problem we do. Instead, they just have to see more obstacles. They seem to have more obstacles than we do. They're fighting for their life. The ocean needs us. Global warming needs to stop. 
Can we stop it at this point? I don't know. I'm just near looking out at Mount Rainier. This majestic, glorious, enormous mountain off in the distance. And I'm legitimately concerned as to whether or not it's even going to have an ice cap on it by the end of the summer. Like it's melted more than ever before. You've heard it in the news. The Pacific Northwest got hit by record temperatures. The beautiful world in which we live in has been taken for granted for too long. We've taken the animals that re require their habitats. We've taken them for granted for too long. We need to start asking ourselves, is the death of the planet that we're living in worth a really fat checking account or whatever it is that motivates you rest in peace cappuccino we're here to fight for you and we're never gonna stop until we accomplish our goals all right guys until next time thank you so much for listening to this episode i hope you were inspired if you were, please subscribe to our podcast. We will continue to bring many more inspirational men and women on in hopes that they will inspire you to put your skills to work and help make this world a better place. Please let us know what you thought about the episode. You can go to our post on Instagram at Blackfin Coffee and leave a comment there. Also, if there's someone amazing that you can't wait for the world to hear their story, please let us know. You never know. Maybe we'll even bring them on the podcast. All right, my friend, thanks again for all your love and support. And until next time, stay caffeinated.